a keynote speaker. I'm, I have a podcast. I'm on Instagram all the time, but that is work to me. It's not literally my social and I'm very much an alpha female. And so I have this very small pack that I run with. I have a few close friends. Welcome to the Big Ask Podcast, where no ask is ever too big. I'm Tara Renzi. And I'm Brooke Run. We are on a mission to give women confidence to rise and be bold, ask for what they desire, and be who they came to be. But if you want all that, you're going to have to put a little ask into it. We know that all asks come in different shapes and sizes, but the bigger the ask, the bigger the win. Welcome to the Big Ask Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Ask Podcast. I am Tara Renzi. And I am Brooke Run. And we are getting out of our comfort zone today as uh, introverts, as outgoing introverts. That's Talk right. Talk a little bit about this new phenomenon that, you know, I used to just be you're an introvert or you're an extrovert, but we're, we're, we've created a new uh, category. I think actually there is a name for it. It's called an omnivert. So an omnivert. Oh, it's like, a, it's like a very own pronoun. Yes, I think it is in between an introvert and an extrovert. And you posted some stories the other day that completely resonated with me, which does not surprise me. And you said, you know, I am becoming more introverted. You just become more introverted with your time, with your space, with whatever it is that you do on a daily basis and new relationships and the anxiety of going into social settings and stuff like that. And I was like, it me, that's me, it me, you know, it is totally me. And, you know, I started thinking about this, like, I don't, people think I'm an extrovert because I'm a keynote speaker. I'm, I have a podcast. I'm on Instagram all the time, but that is work to me. It's not literally my social and I'm very much an alpha female. And so I have this very small pack that I run with. I have a few close friends. And even though I'm alpha female, situations of social situations of being extroverted and doing a lot of interaction um, give me pause. I'm the exact same way. And to be quite honest with you, you and I, I mean, we're very, very good friends and we go deep. No topic is ever off limits. And you know what I'm saying, right? Okay. (laughs) So we go deep. We talk about things, right? I am not good at small talk. I don't enjoy small talk. I don't like, it's hard for me to be in social situations like that, where I know I have to like be small talk and ask questions like, how's the weather? And all these questions that I really don't give two shits about. about. Right. Girl, imagine if you were dating right now. Can you imagine? No, I would be terrible. I'd probably be single for life. I think I would be a golden girl. Like that's would be my, my thing. I think that I would just be single and just enjoy my girlfriends, my close friends without the small talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It know. would be really, really challenging. Okay. So I'm going to, I've got some definitions of this outgoing introvert here. Okay. Um, people in interactions have a tendency to both energize and, de- and deplete you. There is a fine line and a limit. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that. Totally. Yeah. So for me, <clears throat> 
you know, I'll go do a workshop and there could be 500 women in the room Mm -hmm. and I'm managing the workshop, interacting with people, staying after talking, but this is business. And so for me, I've got all the time in the world and I don't feel awkward or anything about, tell me who you are. Tell me, what do you do? You know, really doing that, but it's, it's different because it's, it's almost like this, it's not, it's not a social situation, I guess. And so those are very energizing to me, but then afterwards I always need a nap. Yeah. That's the thing too. Like, and I'm the exact same way. So when we're doing something in business T, right, it lights us up. It brings us joy. Like it's, it's something inside of us. We're like, ah, oh, we just can't wait because we're helping women. That's what we do on a daily basis with what we do for a living. And so for me, like I jump into the situations and I'm like so excited because I'm, I'm, I'm lit up. I can't wait for to deliver the message or to help the woman. And then I am exhausted afterwards because I'm giving all my energy to that exact thing that I'm doing for work. You know what I'm saying? And so Mm -hmm. I feel like that even after this podcast, like I do, I like, I'm so lit up. I'm excited. And then I'm like, afterwards I put my sweats on because I don't dress like this normally. I put my sweats on and then I have to like go recluse for a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I went to a medium once and she, my spirit animal was there, which she's like, I never get spirit animals. She's like, but there is a, a cheetah here. And I was like, oh, that is me. I run hard and fast and then I'm going to go lay in a tree uh-huh. Yeah, and sleep. So, so what I have really dug into is human design. And so my human design is a 6-2. So that's like my profile for my human design. It's different from the Enneagram, but this is my human design. So my sixth line in my human designs is a role model to go out and teach and, and motivate and all the things. My two line is a hermit. So I go out, I teach, I do all this stuff, you know, right? And then I have to like work, work, work. And then I have to recluse. I have to like go within and be alone and totally just revive, you know what I'm saying? Versus yes. like keep going, going, going. Like that's yeah. my human design. I would love to know what yours is. We have to do that. I don't know anything about this. Okay. Well, you have to learn. It's good. You can go to humandesign.com and find your chart. And it is very interesting because it shows exactly how you operate. And then you could do your kids and you could do Scott and you could see how they operate. And okay. it'll blow your mind. Yeah, it's really cool. Do you follow the comedian um, John Christ? I don't. He did a hilarious stand up on girls and Enneagrams. He's like, you know, they're really just making excuses for their toxic traits. Like, uh-huh. I'm Enneagram nine, I'm always late. And he's like, uh-huh. no, you're just rude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. So this is very different from the Enneagram. I didn't really resonate with the Enneagram at all, but the human design aspect of, because I always wonder what was wrong with me. Why can I go and work and I can work really hard for 10 days and then I have to like recluse for five? You know, like I always let thoughts, I'm like, what is wrong with me? When you can figure out why you truly operate the way that you operate, you're able to give yourself more grace, you know? So I'm like working hard. The second point on the signs you might be an outgoing introvert, you crave authentic connections, yet don't like calling attention to yourself, nor feel the need to be the center of the party. And I think this is why in work situations, when I'm out keynoting, connecting, signing books, talking, even though, yes, I'm the keynote speaker and I'm the one speaking, whenever I get a chance, it's always tell me about you. Who are you? And the thing is, is these are the questions I ask. People love to talk about themselves, right? Mm -hmm. It's not small talk. It's not, oh, isn't the weather here in Miami crazy? Oh yeah. What airline did you fly in? You know, it's not, it's like, give me good, good connection, good conversation. I want to know about you. Um, And that's what it's, that's what it always is. And I think that's why 
that's the difference in this situation is because these are we it's like we jump right into the the, the good conversation versus feeling like we have to small talk. Yeah. But you know what? When you was just saying that, like something came to me and I was like, that's a really good point. So when you feel like you have to go into these small talk situations, you should have like really good questions right? Yes. versus just talking about the weather. Like we should come up with like two questions that you should ask when you're going into these situations where you're like, I really don't want to go, but I need to go. I don't know anybody. I know I'm going to be small talking. Like instead of saying the weather, ask them something personal because you're right. People do like talking. Here's a really good question. Okay. You can ask them, what would you do if you won the lottery? Oh, good question. You're going to find out something about them, right? Uh Uh-huh. They're either going to start talking about their job or where they'd want to move or a vacation that they'd want to go on. And it's going to bring up just more authentic connection. Uh Uh-huh. I love that. You could also ask if money was not a thing. And you could do anything, what would it be? You know, like if, if you, yeah. you just had all the time and all the money in the world and you you didn't have to worry about anything, like what would you be doing right now? What would you be doing? I'd be on a beach. Are you kidding? I'd be on a beach right now, like in the sand, chilling with my umbrella drink. That's exactly what I'd be doing. Yes. <laughs> I would I would have a private plane for sure. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Can you imagine being like, hey, let's take the jet. That'd be a blast. Yeah. It would be small talking on that plane. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So I would have a jet, but I would do maybe two huge events. Like I would just plan huge women's events that were like Mm -hmm. kick ass because I have the money to do it right off the bat. You know, it wouldn't really be like, oh my gosh, I have to make money. I'm just going to spend money. And obviously, you know, I'm a capitalist enough, but I'd figure out a way to make this work. And then I would just hang out on the beach with you. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I feel like, honestly, like for me, cause I'm a mentor, a business mentor for women, I can work from anywhere, but I feel like my creativity, like my juices, like just everything would be flowing so much better from a beach. You yeah. know, like I feel like ideas and stuff would come to me and it would just be like, I'm free. I could just talk about whatever I want. And it just would be so good. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, that would yeah. be a main thing. The nice thing about these questions, instead of asking, what do you do for work? Do you work outside of the home? Where was your last vacation? Like this gives people the opportunity to just dream a little bit and yeah. and have fun. And I don't know. I, I, you know, it's a good question. Okay. So we brought this up because, you know, my kids are at, they've been this new school. I guess it's not really that new, like for two and a half years now. And so I have had my group of friends for a long time and I love and adore them. And with my kids, it really didn't matter because they were at a certain age in preschool. Like I didn't have to do a lot of small talk. They think they were little, they were little, right? Well, now they're getting older. And so for me, nurturing relationships that my kids are desiring with like friends and stuff like that, I have to get to know the parents, which is introduction of the small talk, right? (laughs) Which is something I'm not amazing at. I know it's like dreadful. But I have really made an effort with the push of my husband, who has always been an introvert until COVID. I became an introvert in COVID. He became an extrovert in COVID. That's weird. Scott, you know, what's really interesting is Scott does, he does well in these situations of the, you know, the baseball parent meetings and the, this get together. And yeah, I know. I had because Ben's at a new school too. He's at a new high school and they had the mom's mixer. And you would have thought that I was like a 12 year old girl going to her first dance by herself. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was nervous as hell. Yeah, I had mine this morning. So I went because I know it's the right thing to do, right? And I have to put my face out in front of these people because I want Maverick to be involved. I want him to really um, establish relationships and stuff. And as a parent, I have to be around. And it's just something that I want to do. Not really. I mean, I really don't because it makes me uncomfortable. I do get anxiety in social situations like that. You would never know it because like what you said, this is what we do for a living. We're, our faces are around. But when it comes to like social settings and relationship building and stuff like that, it's just tough. And so we've decided to come up with a couple of like key points and tips to help. Should we go over those? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, last week, let's, let me just tell you this real quick. So there, you know, Ben's at the high school mm -hmm. and the football is like everything there. I mean, they have these huge tailgates, but it's a Catholic school. I mean, it looks like a chief's tailgating party. And um, I, we got invited to one, like some woman is so kind. She messaged me. She's like, Hey, we're having a tailgate. You guys should come. It's going to be so fun. I totally chickened out. I, I was like, <laughs> I, I told Scott, I'm like, I just don't, I don't think I have it in me to go do this tonight. Like I am, I'm tired from work. I just, I, I've, I've got like anxiety of like, I know it sounds so dumb. Like I, I'm just admitting it because, you know, but here's another, it takes you time to feel comfortable in new settings. Once you feel at ease, conversations flow easily. Yes, totally. Totally. It's funny because like this morning, like I have a couple moms that I really connect with and I really do nurture those friendships. I, I adore them. They're amazing, but they've been so like welcoming. It's just an easy flow of a conversation. Yes. Right. Whereas like some, it's like pulling teeth. It's, it's like, I mean, is anybody in there? Like what's going on? You know? And I guess that's, that's the thing is like, I just, I can feel immediately if somebody's my people or not, if somebody's my yeah. person or not. You know, and so I have no problem nurturing those friendships. Like we're hanging out with these family, these couple families all the time and I adore them. But it's like the small talk of going to the mixer today and just the awkward silences and stuff like that. And the social anxiety. It's real. It's a real thing. Right. Well, and I think that we also have to remember that this is this is true for a lot of people, probably yeah. for most people. Um, yeah. You know, going and meeting new friends at age 45 is it's not the easiest thing we'll ever do. And, you know, both the boys, they started a new school, obviously, when they were younger, too. And I remember feeling that again. And then, you know, I got to be friends enough with the moms that just last May, two moms and I took our sons to Washington, D.C. And we at the time of our we had so much fun. Now, I don't awesome. go out to eat with these women. We don't hang out all the time, but we had enough connection and we had gotten to know each other. And our, our boys obviously were great friends that mm -hmm. we had the most amazing time and they are amazing women, mothers, so fun. And it actually just made for a great trip too. That's great. That is so great. That's the whole thing, right? Like, I think that, you know, you're going to find your people and in these types of social settings, you'll find your couple people, which will be like the biggest blessings ever, right? Because you can have those experiences and stuff. But I think like giving yourself grace, like knowing that, hey, I have social anxiety, which is so strange, Tara, because looking at me and you, you would never guess these things, you know, like you just wouldn't. But the thing is, it's real. And I think a lot of people do experience this, you know, so you just have to give yourself grace, like in the matter of it. Yeah. And again, for me, it is social anxiety. It's not business anxiety. It's no. not anxiety. It's not, you know, even networking. Sometimes it's, it's, it can be challenging if, it, if there's not a good construct around it. But I think that's why we're going to give a couple tips. We, we've come up with a few things that, have, <clears throat> that we do well. Sometimes, sometimes we forget, but we're trying to do better. So what's the first one that you've got? So for me, like I just said, 
I have noticed this about myself. Like, honestly, this was, I think, triggered with COVID. I think when we were at home a lot, I actually really enjoyed being with my family locked in the house for a, few, a couple months. Like, I did not me mind too. it. There's parts of me that would enjoy that slowness again in life. But I've noticed this about myself, especially like with my kids in the school, is I have to give myself grace. Like, I almost, when I got out of the car today, I gave myself a talk that was like, hey, it's okay. Like, go in the setting and do the best that you can and talk to the people that you totally vibe with. And for the ones that you may not connect with, that's okay. You know, you're not going to connect with everyone. So I think just knowing that, hey, I'm human, I'm giving myself grace. Like, that would be my, one of my number one tips is just allow yourself to be like, okay, with how you feel, you know? And, yes. and okay. So what's your first And be step? confident because, you know, I think it comes down to that even at our age, right? Like we, we, you want people to like you, you do, yeah. you don't want to go to this thing and everyone be like, I thought she was a total bitch or I thought she was really <laughs> arrogant. And, you know, sometimes yeah. when people first meet me, I've heard them say that about me that yeah. they're like, I, I thought you were just not approachable. Yeah. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. And, you know, and then that makes me sad, but it's obviously something I'm giving off unintentionally. And I think it's right. just the social anxiety. Yeah. And I, I get that. I get the same thing, you know, and then I get people when they talk to me like, oh my gosh, you are a nice person. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> but I think it's because I do, I put a, probably a guard up because I'm nervous. You know, I do have the social anxiety or, you know, meeting new people is, it's nerve wracking. I mean, it just yeah. is, you know, but the reality is, is I love my kids and I love, you know, I want them to be accepted and I want them to have relationships. And so I have to cultivate relationships for that to happen too. So, yeah. Yeah. So what's your, I, do, I like that. Give yourself grace. No. And you know, I posted a, a, a reel today, like you're not going to be for everyone. You have to, you have to show up with your values, your principles, your faith, your love, your kindness. And just know that like, you're not going to drive with everyone. And that's good because you don't have yeah. time for a bunch of just all that, all those different relationships. Like you're really looking for your people. So this is one of the, the suggestions that I have is go into the event with some sort of a goal, like, mm -hmm. Hey, you know, I want to meet other basketball moms, other moms who have kids on the basketball team. Cause I, yeah. you know, and after I went to that event and I did not have a goal, I just walked in there and I ended up spending the whole time with all the girl moms, which is fine because I'm probably going to be, you know, meeting a lot of girl moms and a uh -huh. lot of girls. You are. Ben, um, <laughs> be a cutie. <laughs> if I would have said that from the beginning, if I would have had the goal in mind to say, hey, I'm so excited. Yeah, Ben's really, he's going to be on the basketball team. Are there any other basketball moms here that you could introduce me to or talk to? Because then we have a common bond of, oh my gosh, yeah, my son's going to be on the basketball team. Oh, my son's a junior. And then we suddenly have this connection, right? Yes. Um, so I think that you have to set a goal before you go in of who do you want to meet? Do you want to meet someone who's on the PTA? Do you want to meet someone who is, you know, heads up the room parties if your kids are younger, someone who helps out with the field trip, someone who has an older kid at the school, whatever it is, or maybe it's something that your child likes or, you know, that you like. And then if, if it's not a school situation, but it's just like a normal social situation, who do you want to meet in town? Like, what do you yeah. like to do? Who are you looking to connect with? Because people love to help other people. And when they are like, oh my gosh, you have to meet so-and-so. And then they take you and introduce you. Then it's not awkward anymore. Right. I love that. That's a great, that's a great piece of advice. I'm going to do that next time I go to another room. Me too. Me too. Yes. So my second piece of advice would be, and you just did it. You, you did not want to go to the football game. Like you just were not feeling it. It's okay to say no. 
it's okay to say no and not feel guilty about it at all. Like if you're just not feeling it, don't like push yourself or overexert yourself to try to do all the things like you have to, you know, um, allow yourself to say no to events and certain things that you just don't want to be involved in at that moment. And you don't have to have an excuse. No, you can say, oh, my gosh. And you know what? I just messaged her back and said, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for the invite. We've had a few things change tonight. I'm not going to be able to make it to the game. Yeah. And that was like literally a few things change. And I just was like, we're just not going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you don't have to come up with some big excuse of like, no. oh my gosh, thank you so much for thinking of me. And unfortunately I can't make that Friday night. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank yeah. You, it's okay. Gosh. You have yeah. to honor yourself. Like you have to honor where you are and, and not try to force yourself to do certain things. Like you, I mean, yes, there's going to be things where you do need to push yourself, right? Push your limits. But you have to honor yourself. And in that moment, you just weren't feeling it. And I think that yeah. that's okay to say no. You know? Yeah, I, think I love that know. thing. Stop saying yes to shit you don't want to do. That's right. That's right. Like, you know, I know that for me, I, every year I would get asked when my kids were littler to be the room mom. Uh-huh. And every year I thought, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. And then I felt like, oh, my gosh, I should do it. And then I reminded myself, you don't want to do this. This isn't a good use of your time. It's going to create resentment. It's going to create, you know, um, imbalance in your life. Because when you're doing something you don't like to do, you've lost your boundaries. It makes you resentful. You feel tired and exhausted. It's taking you away from something that you do want to do. That's so, right. yeah, D- don't don't feel obligated. No, say no. Say hell no. <laughs> you know, just yeah. you have to honor yourself. I mean, you're so right. There has been so many times in the past for myself where I have said yes to things where I really wanted to say no. And it just made me, I was exhausted. Like I did not, I did not have clear boundaries. I just pushed myself to do something because I was more of like wanting to please the other person, people pleasing. Right. And I just, I don't do it anymore. Like if I don't want to go or if I don't want to do it, I just simply kindly say, no, not tonight. It's not for me, you know? And I don't feel guilty about it because I'm honoring myself. I'm setting my boundaries. Yeah. So, Okay. So I said, be intentional. The second one that I have is be intentional about meeting people and then remembering their name, Oh yeah, which I think is so important. And this is something again, that I'm not good at. I think a lot of it there's that's, that's fog saying, Hey, remember my name. Um, (laughs) that it's something that I'm not always great at. And I think it is that social anxiety that someone will introduce themselves to me. And then I've already forgot their name. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when we remember people's names, whether you, you know, say it four times in the conversation, you know, if you have to ask again at the end of the conversation, just say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Can you remind me of your name again? Yes. I love, you know, chatting through. You're only human because then the next time you go somewhere and you see that person, it doesn't it, it will be awkward if you cannot remember. Their name. So I agree. Try really hard to remember people's names. Do you have a, a, a method of remembering names? Well, I'm also terrible about that, which I told you that earlier, that I am terrible at remembering names. Today, I remember the names because they had name tags, number one. And I right. made, I looked at it a few times to make sure I remembered their face with their name. Mm-hmm. And if I do remember in conversation, I'll repeat it back after they tell me. Like if they mm-hmm. say, hey, my name's Tammy. I say, oh, Tammy, it so, it's so nice to meet you. That way it's yes. like in my head. But I'm terrible about it. I am trying to get better. It is a goal of mine. So I do love that because I think it's really important and very cool when somebody walks up to me that I've talked to one time and they're like, hey, Brooke, you know, like they remembered my name, you know, like I just love that. Try to like make up. So for you, I'd be like, Brooke is a babe. (laughs) I love that. 
And then I'd be like, oh, Brooke, the babe, like I would remember it, right? Like yeah. Kara is tall, right, yeah. uh -huh. um, something or whatever it is like you. So you have to tie something that they told you back to their name that then creates that association. It's something that. I'm working on. I love that. That's a good idea. Those are good tips. Really good tips. I think the biggest thing is, is just like we have as women, we have got to quit beating ourselves up for how we feel. And when you did those stories, I felt so seen because I was like, that is me. I come across as very outgoing, an extrovert, somebody that can hold conversations and be out and about. But I will tell you, there is definitely social anxiety around it. Now, if I'm in a business setting, it's not a problem. Like I have calls next week with women I've never talked to. I have an hour conversation with them via Zoom video. And I'm not nervous about it at all because that's my work. It's what I love to do. Right. The talking and meeting with people that I do not know who they are and it's a social setting, I just get anxiety and I think that it's okay. I mean, it's yeah. okay, you know, and normal. So, well, and I think it goes back to, you know, what do we tell our kids? And we're like, yeah. hey, if someone's sitting alone, go sit by them, go talk yeah. to them. And I just know that like nobody outgrows that. Like, yes. And especially as women, women are, they can be really mean and really catty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you think like there's a lot of people whose kids have been together, you know, their whole time. So if you think about these schools, where, you know, there's already like, you're already in a group yeah. you already have your people. And I know it's hard to let new people in. I mean, we just talked about that earlier that, um, you know, that we're the alpha female doesn't have a huge pack of friends. I know this was one of the other things that said, you are friendly yet selective about those that you allow in. You prefer high quality, close friendships. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Um, mm -hmm. but I do also think that it, it goes back to, I, I try to do that too, of like, Oh, hi, come in here, come in, come in and talk yes. with us or, or whatever it is, but it's something that, you know, Yes, it, it was it was real at age 13 and it's real at age 45. Yes, it is. And I don't think it's something that ever goes away. And for me, it just got worse over the last few years, you know, where I'm like, okay, can we go back to our homes now? Can we just- The be pandemic changed us. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. did. It did. It made me slow down. You know, it really made me slow down and realize what was important, even more than I already knew. And time with the people that I love and being with the people that I care about and that I know get me, it's just such a huge priority for me, you know, yeah. whereas like, you know, developing friendships and relationships and stuff like that, it's tough, you know, but I, I am very proud of myself because out of the last few years of my kids being at the school, I have developed some really cool friendships and that I, I love these women, you know? Yeah. So, that's how I am. Yeah. You yeah. know, Ben's friends, his, their mothers, I just adore these women. Yes. And again, we aren't super close yes. outside of, you know, it's not like we're getting together all the time on Friday nights and, right. and going out to eat and stuff, but we do, we make this like special time. And it's, it's, it's when you make those, those strong connections, I think it's, it's really important. Yes. You know, one other thing that um, someone told me once is always um, offer an authentic compliment too, because that is a great way to warm up to someone of like, oh my gosh, I love that dress. That is yes. so cute. Tell me yes. where you got it. Yes. People just, but give an authentic compliment of something mm -hmm. that you really like, because I think it helps again, build bridges and connections and everybody likes a compliment. I, I totally agree. So if you're listening to this and you're an omnivert, an outgoing introvert. Oh, an omnivert, to, omnivert, omnivert. I think it's omnivert. I'll have to Google that, but I think it's omnivert. But I think, omnivert. you know, it's okay. I think that's like um, a omnivert. Omnivert? <laughs> an omnivert. Omnivert. We'll have to look at that and clarify, but I just, I think it's okay. I think that you have to just be like, okay, yeah, that's me. And it's all good. It me. It me. It me. It me. 
Well, this was fun. I'm so glad we talked about this because yeah, let us know. Stop by the Big Ask Podcast on Instagram. We're gonna have a clip there from this episode and tell us: Are you an omnivert, an outgoing introvert? Do you feel seen in this conversation? (laughs) What about the? I mean, if you're, what about an introvert? That's got to be even harder then. Yeah. Well, what's funny is my husband, I would always have labeled him in the past an introvert. Like he's, you know, very reserved. He's not super talkative, but man, he's chumming it up. I mean, he is like texting people. He is now the basketball coach for the girls. He just signed up for my son's um, premier team. He is the manager of the team now. I mean, he's like Mr. Social Butterfly. So I don't know. It's like we've like flipped roles. Does he go by Coach Runnenbaum or Coach Nick? Coach Nick. Coach but again, Nick. it's really what his passion is, right? It's like a business to him. So maybe that's right. why it's so easy for him to like step into those roles. I don't know. But keep rocking it. I'm proud of that, Nikolai. Yeah. And today's his birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nick. Happy birthday to you. That was so good, Tara. And Ben and, and Scott both had birthdays too. So we got the Virgos. We got the Virgos. Yes, we What's do. What's your sign? Libra. Libra. What are you? I'm an Aquarius. Okay. Do you know about signs? People are either like, I remember when we, when Scott and I first got together, one of our friends does like all these signs and she pulled our signs and she's like, I'm praying that you're like the 5%, (laughs) which we were apparently Aquarius and Virgos. It's either like the perfect match or it is just tragic. I don't know much about signs, but you need to look up your human design. I would oh, my human really design. Okay, love to know. Human design. Maybe we'll do an episode about that next. That would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Let us know what you want us to be asking. And we're asking you if you are an outgoing introvert, an extrovert, an omnivert, a vert, vert. <laughs> we love you just the way you are. That's right. We love you just the way you are and honor yourself. Honor, honor yourself. All right. Give yourself grace to be who you came to be. Rise boldly and ask all the big questions. You've been listening to the Big Ask Podcast, where we believe the bigger the ask, the bigger the win. Thanks for tuning in. I am Tara Renzi. And I am Brooke Ren. Thank you so much. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.